0: Duke versus Arizona basketball tonight. Woo, talking about a 180. Let's get some good vibes. I'm I'm we're going to have to sprinkle in the good and the bad today cuz I just can't be that down on a Friday. That's fair. I just I just can't I just can't go Panthers I, occasionally I need to talk about how we essentially have a like a high leverage midseason basketball game. Yeah. In the second game of the year on November 10th. Duke hosts Arizona in Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight. It almost feels too early for a game this big and with this many storylines and with this much already developed. We have to prepare quickly, so let's get into it. Caleb Love returns to the triangle. That alone is a storyline mm-hmm. that, it, I mean, this is the guy that hit the one of these shots in the rivalry. It'll be remembered forever, right? You hit – you hit the big three that beats Duke in a game that important for North Carolina, that doesn't wither away in history. Heck, uh, the late, great Walter Davis passed away, what was that, last week? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, we gave us bittersweet reason to talk about Walter Davis, uh, obviously, and, and we're still thinking of the, the communities that, that he was a part of and his friends and, and family. Um, but you know, what was it, 50 years later? It was 1974. He hit the the shot that completed the eight-point eight and 17-second comeback against Duke, and it was still a thing nowadays. That's Caleb Love against Duke. On top of that, Arizona's 12th in the rankings. Duke is second. Top 15 teams don't usually risk their ranking this early in the season if it isn't an early-season tournament. And on top of that, I'll say this about John Shire. I'm a big John Shire fan. We've had him on the show a bunch of times. He's, he's been very nice. I also think he's maybe the best recruiter in the country, and, and the three classes he's put together have proven that. He is a recruiter, but even if you believe in him as an in-game coach, even if you believe in him as an X's and O's guy, he still has to prove himself as an X's and O's guy. Last year, they went undefeated at home. That's what everyone wants to talk about. They won the ACC tournament. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Well, they also, you know, if people say you're undefeated at home as often as they've said that, that that probably says equally as much about your road record. Four and six in conference on the road last year, Duke was. So as impressive as undefeated at home is, below 500 in the ACC on the road. They finished fourth in the regular season in the ACC. Yes, they won the tournament. Yes, they were good at home. There's still stuff to prove from a, I would say, in-game coaching standpoint for John Shire. And, oh, by the way, Arizona and Michigan State for your second and third games of the season, as you try to prove yourself, that's that's a proving ground. That is a proving ground. And that starts tonight. And guess who's... uh. Uh, I saw it today on social media. The rumor is, guess who's going to be in the building? Coach K. Ah, interesting. Now, obviously, and we talked to, to Shire about it, to Coach Shire about it at, at a ACC tip-off, he's always going to be the guy that followed Coach K, right? Mm-hmm. And And Shire, actually, you could tell he had like the – the dinner story the 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 dinner party story about it. He's like, Oh, I, I know the beats of this one. And you start talking about Coach K. He goes, Well, I'm the guy that replaced JJ Reddick and I'm the guy that replaced Coach K. And so I'm used to it and I understand it's gonna be a part of my my uh my legacy, right? How I'm remembered. Um, I I completely get it. But I also asked him, Hey, last year versus this year, ACC tip off. You know, what's the the ratio? What's the 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 difference in how many times Coach K is brought up? And he was like, a lot less this year. When Coach K is in the building, that's going to hang over his head a little bit more. Coach K is going to be in the building. When they play Michigan State in Chicago, I wouldn't be surprised if Coach K makes that trip. He's from Chicago and he and his O-R boys. This game has storylines that n- normally it takes like half a season, three-fourths of a season to develop. You usually don't get a revenge game like Caleb Love, a prove-it game like this is for, for Duke's team from a season ago returning a lot of guys and John Shire. You usually don't get all of that until you're playing teams a second time in conference, right? Because then you do have revenge games, right? Say, uh, you know, in the first game against I don't, Wake Forest, Hildreth has 35 against Duke. Then the second time they play, it's going to be like, all right, let's see, right, let's see the revenge game. But because Caleb Love has a unique history, you're getting a revenge game in Week Two, Game Two. The atmosphere is going to be nuts, as it always is in there. But you know they're telling them to. I think they're doing the whiteout. Uh, they're 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 making it a thing. Which, by the way, I hope becomes. This is a side note on on just college sports in general. I hope this new wave of coaches likes this style of non-conference scheduling. Yes. I agree. Right cuz what was the, when when coach K was there they had what the like 700 million game non-conference home winning streak where a non-conference team hadn't beat them in Cameron in like a decade and it's impressive but also sometimes you got to look at who you're scheduling non-conference home games against. It's like, well yeah, you beat Elon a lot. No disrespect to Elon, but you know, disrespect to Elon a little bit. Uh when you're Duke, right? They can they can say that, not me. Or really any ACC school well I think schools now are starting to realize with the whole net rankings and things like that you need to play these non-conference yep. matchups against other power five schools and because all right if Arizona goes off and, and you know it's one of the top teams in the in the Pac-12 well that helps the net rankings for Duke especially if Duke wins but also boosting the net rankings mm-hmm. of Duke impacts every ACC school they play especially if you, for like, for example, is State or Carolina or these other schools, go on the road to Duke. That mm-hmm. like that boosts your profile too. So yeah, the ACC as a whole needs games like this to be played. And I think I think it's playing more and more into players have more and more power. I think players want big games. For I mean, there's that too. Yeah. For the worst way to describe it, their own brand building, but also just for fun. Uh, on on Pack Therapy, the podcast I host with Mike Lennon, NC State football. We talked with Naeem Hines. He, I mean, he's been a part of not only some some great moments for NC State, some of the coolest moments in sports, right? He was the guy right after the, the the DeMar Hamlin situation took place for the Bills, uh, and they ended that game, right? He he had the, the medical scare, and they decided it was not best to finish that game. The next week, right, the first time the Bills were back on the field after dealing with that. Naheem Hines ran back the opening kick for a touchdown, and I'm talking like tears in the eyes of his teammates. It was, and everyone in the room was like, "It's getting dusty. Who's cutting onions?" It it, it was it was that type of deal. We talked to Naheem Hines about all this he experienced, and and we brought up. uh we brought up his schedule, like cause with, with Stanford and Cal and everything coming in. And he was like, you know, I don't think I played a Big 12 school. I don't think I played a Big Ten school. I don't think I played west of the Mississippi. And I'm going like, oh, players, players want those games. Players want the big games. Duke basketball players want to play Arizona. North Carolina basketball players want to play Kansas or want to play who Tennessee, whoever the, the the big name other programs are. They want to. And coaches, now that they aren't just the rulers, end-all, be-all, grand poobahs of everything, and players have some power, have to listen. And I hope they do because it makes it more entertaining for us. We just get an awesome game, Game 2, November 10th. Tonight, Duke hosts Arizona. It's going to be a great time. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600700 for that deal. The punishment towards Jim Harbaugh. we breaking. We'll break sounder. You know what's the biggest challenge for me for this next conversation? I'm not saying John Harbaugh. It, okay. It, it just it, it, the the Jays the hardballs they get mixed up Jim Harbaugh the Michigan Harbaugh uh has been suspended from game day sideline coaching by the Big 10 for the next 3 games the remainder of the regular season due to the Connor Stallions in-game in-person scouting sign stealing fiasco I have a few observations that I want to discuss quickly here one we know Jim Harbaugh's on the plane to Penn State. Where's he going to be on game day? He's he's going to State College, Pennsylvania. Yeah. It, uh, it's not like he's, you know, the the games that he was previously suspended for at the beginning of the year for a completely different infraction, uh, which mm-hmm, multiple suspensions, different infractions, same season. Mm-hmm, maybe you need to take a look at your program. Uh, they used to call it lack of institutional control uh maybe still do um my point is those games he just was either at home or at his offensive coordinator's house who was also suspended uh watching those games now he's going to be in state college pa is he really going to watch it in like a hotel room is that is that what jim Harbaugh is going to I gonna guess be? so down in the, uh, the hotel lobby bar like what are we, what are we talking about that would actually be funny is you know, rents out a room somewhere at at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like what are we? well, you can you can watch your own college football team play football or schedule your fantasy football draft for the the party room in the back of Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, by the way. the the schedule for the games he'll be suspended from sideline coaching, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. He can coach during practice. He can coach during the week he can be a part of every activity other than game day i have another question how quickly or how how probably already in motion is michigan and their their attorneys to getting a asking for a temporary restraining order and making this something that can't happen getting an injunction injunction in which case if you have a Jim Harbaugh on the sideline for a game the Big Ten suspended him for, and the courts said you can't do that for right now, and he's on the sideline for a Penn State or an Ohio State game? This would be the biggest circus we've seen in college football in a long time. Should others be quaking is a question I wrote down. If you're another team, And you have a hint of maybe we may have had somebody in person scouting at any point in time in the past. Are you sitting there like, yeah, uh, punish them? Well, well, maybe not. Maybe maybe you don't. Uh, What do we do here? What do we do? Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Because if I'm Michigan, I'll tell you, with Michigan money, all that unlimited cash, guess what I'm doing? I'm opening closet doors in everyone else's house and seeing what skeletons are in there. I'm, I'm going around to the rest of the Big Ten saying, if our coach is suspended, guess who else's coach is suspended? Everyone. By the way, I think the punishment's not harsh enough. I, I think in a game of inches in which football is, right? Just ask uh, Al Pacino on any given Sunday. Life's a game of inches, gentlemen. I've made every bad decision. I'm middle, sorry, I could do the whole speech. It's a great one. One of the best speeches. But in a game of inches, if you know ahead of time, just a handful of plays beyond a shadow of a doubt that you shouldn't have could change everything. Because the other one thing I'm hearing is oh, everybody steals signals. Yes, in person, everyone has coaches looking over at the other sideline going, what does that mean? Yes. It, it, yes. And everybody has GAs, graduate assistants, watching the television tape and looking for, you know, is, in, that, in the corner, are they showing the signalers? Can I learn something here? But if you know more than you should, if you had a better way to do it and it was against the rules, if you just know three or four more plays a game, that could be the difference. And if you acquired them in a nefarious way that you knew was against the rules... Which, I don't know, how would we know it was against the rules? Maybe by how sneaky you were. Right? You don't try to hide something that you don't know is against the rules. The more you try to hide it, the more. You knew it was against the rules. And by the way, in the Big Ten statement they released with the punishment, they did point out that Michigan is not denying any of this happened. They're just trying to invoke patience to drag it on, drag it out. Obviously trying to get to the offseason right maybe they'll win their national championship and then have to sit out hardball. but like think of it like a screen like any gosh how many plays in a, in a college football game are designed to surprise that all of the success hinges on surprise for example a corner blitz if you know, or heck, even if you can have a smart quarterback that can just recognize a corner blitz is coming, that's a big play for the offense. Coaches are taking the risk that you won't see it coming, you won't identify it until it's too late. Offensively, a screen pass, right? It, it's not like that. You have to know every single play to to impact a game. If you know one screen pass is coming. So instead of, of flying upfield, both of your defensive ends drop out and and wait for the screen, that could be the difference between a first down and a, and a punt. And in a game of inches, that might be the difference. If you did that intentionally, knowing it was against the rules, and you benefited from it in any possible way, I don't think the punishment's harsh enough. And oh, by the way, because I, I actually uh, – was it I, I'm? Was it the Charlotte coach who worked with with Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, it is. Uh, I saw he put out that like you know, hey, I, I know Michigan, I know Harbaugh as well as anybody. Uh, you know, Harbaugh did not know uh, that this was taking place. There, there was a find the tweet if you don't mind, Dennis. Find find the tweet from from the Forty ers head coach, um, or one of their coaches. I, I want to make sure we get it right. I hate to say this, but I don't care if Harbaugh knew. Right for the same way you benefited from it, right? Like, like and, and I'll just boil it down to, to football as a whole. Wide receiver catches a touchdown pass the offensive lineman was holding. The wide receiver doesn't argue, I had no idea the offensive line was holding. I should still get all of my benefits from the play. It's like, well, unfortunately, y'all wear the same logo on your chest, so if he has a penalty, you might suffer. If Harbaugh didn't know, or they can somehow convince the world that he didn't know, which I think would be very difficult because head coaches are control freaks and they know everything that goes on in their program. Uh, But if they can convince us he didn't know, I'm going, well, unfortunately, you hired a guy that did it. Unfortunately, the guy wearing the same logo on his chest did do it, and like the wide receiver who didn't commit a penalty when the offensive line did, you don't get the benefit of it just because you didn't know. Do you have the, the the tweet up in front of you? Can you Yeah, read I do. Quick? This is what uh, uh, Biff Pogi, the head coach at Charlotte, said. "Quote: cool. I didn't know, and neither did he. I stake my I stake my reputation on it. Stop whining and get a better team." Yeah, I'd wonder how. First of all, as I just explained, I don't really care if Harbaugh knew, mm-hmm. or else it would be the ultimate like code red, right? Hey guys, I'm going to leave the room. If there's anything, the lowest level employees have to talk about here involving travel. Uh, you will, the, the, the coaches will be down at the other end of the road if, if you need us, but hopefully you don't Right? There'll just be ways that it's like, I had no clue. You just distance yourself from it and then you wouldn't be punished for it because someone else did it. It's it's, I don't care if he knew. Secondly, this is not a small infraction in that and, and I'm sure that the Charlotte coach, I'm sure every, like, if your job's on the line, wins and losses. How many times do, does a coach say we need to make one or two more plays? Maybe you had one or two plays of advantage. It's a game of inches. I, I mean, listen, I played college football. Maybe we were stealing signals. I had no clue. But if we were, I would fully expect the program to be punished pretty heavily if we were were breaking a whole bunch of rules. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians, your heart, your choice.